0: Nations rise and fall. Kingdoms come and go. Only the eternal God stays the same, and only His truth provides the solid foundation for our own beloved country. Join Scott Paul as we examine the unchanging truth of God's Word. When was the last time you prayed specifically for America? I don't mean out of aggravation or annoyance with something going on you say, Dear God, help our country. No, I mean when did you pray specifically for God to move and work? And when you did pray, what did you ask for? Uh, Were there definite things that you prayed in faith believing that that's what God wanted to do? You were praying in the will of God and then expecting that God was going to hear an answer. You know, repeatedly in Scripture you find great men, I mean by that men who had a view of a great God and had great faith in God, you find them praying for their nation. Moses prayed for Israel in the Old Testament with brokenness. Repeatedly he interceded for his nation. And when you come to the New Testament, come to the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul said, My prayer to God for Israel, for my own kinsmen, according to the flesh is, that they might be saved. These were men that understood that the greatest need in a nation is always spiritual. And that the greatest thing we can do is pray for spiritual things. You see, I'm afraid sometimes we're praying for peripheral things, for secondary things to be done. Look, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If real revival comes, it's going to fix a lot of the mess we're dealing with. If the gospel breaks through and the Spirit of God has liberty to move and work in our town, I'm telling you, it's going to correct so much of that which we're crusading against at this moment. And so, how do we pray for America? Well, instead of me giving you a prayer list or you creating one, why don't we take Psalm 85? This is a prayer. It begins with the word Lord. So it's a direct address to God on behalf of someone who loved his country and praying for God to move and work. Why don't we take Psalm 85 as our pattern? I would like to challenge you today and in our next study to make a list. Get a pen or pencil, get a piece of paper, and write these down. I'm going to give you ten of them. Ten things that you can pray for our country. Ten specific prayer requests based on the Word of God. And you can use Psalm 85 as your pattern. Someone told me years ago that a short pencil is better than a long memory. So try to write it down so that you can remember these things in your own prayer time. Number one, I would say this, pray with gratitude. When you begin to pray for your nation, we should always begin with thanksgiving. You know, that's a principle of prayer found all through Scripture. Philippians 4, 6 says, Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Uh, 1 Timothy 2, we, we studied in our last study, connected to government, intercession, praying for kings and all that are in authority. In the same passage, it says giving of thanks. It's always connected. When you begin in Psalm 85, the first three verses are all about past blessings. Thou hast been favorable. Thou hast brought back the captivity. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity. Thou hast covered their sin. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself. Now why would he begin with all of these past tense things? He's looking at past blessings for two reasons. Number one, to give God glory. We enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. God inhabits the praises of His people. Before you ask God to do something now, why don't you thank Him for what He's already done? And frankly, in our own beloved country, we have much to be thankful for. What a heritage we have been given. Uh, What an amazing country God has allowed us to, to grow up in and be a part of. What liberty we have enjoyed. What a price has been paid for that freedom. We should be in by thanking God for all of that. But not only are you entering into the presence of God with that praise, but my friend, your own faith is going to grow. You see, this is going to remind you of God's faithfulness, and it's going to increase your faith to pray for blessing again. To, to believe God for the much more. See, the same God that answered prayer in the past and the same God that worked in previous generations is at work today. God's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear. Oh no, my friend, He's looking for people who will believe Him and He's listening for people who will seek Him. So number one, when you pray for America, you should pray with Gratitude. Number two, you should pray that God will turn our hearts back to Him. Uh, That's where he begins in verse 4. He says, Turn us, O God of our salvation. Turn us, Lord. Uh, We're trying to get people to turn today, uh, but there's a sense in which the Holy Spirit turns the hearts of people. He, He brings the prodigal to himself, and then the prodigal responds to that revelation. It's interesting, but in Psalm 85, verse 3, he references the fact that in the past God has turned away from His anger, but now He says, turn us. Turn us. It's reminiscent of the words of Jeremiah the weeping prophet in Jeremiah 31, 18, when he said, turn thou me and I shall be turned. More than we need Him to turn, we need to be turned. Certainly, we are praying that God will hold back His judgment. He says in the rest of Psalm 85 and verse 4, Turn us again, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease." He's saying, Turn your anger away. But notice the divine order. God's anger will be turned away when we're turned back to Him. Let's pray that individuals, that families, that communities will be awakened and turned back to God. Do you believe that's possible? It leads us to the third prayer. In verse 6 of Psalm 85, we read these words, Wilt Thou not revive us again, that Thy people may rejoice in Thee? Let's pray for spiritual revival. When we pray, God bless America, when we sing, God bless America, when we say, God bless America, for what are we praying? Economic recovery, social reform, political revolution, Military increase? No, my friend. When we're praying for the blessing of God on America, we're praying for spiritual revival. It's the only hope. As a matter of fact, did you see the divine order? He says, Will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? I'm afraid sometimes we're praying for the last part of the verse instead of the first part of the verse. Uh, We're wanting the joy and the blessing, but we're missing the blesser. We're wanting the product without the process. We must pray for a spiritual revival. By the way, when we pray for spiritual revival, what does that mean? I'm afraid too often when people are praying for revival, what they're really praying for is that everything will stay the same, uh, that their children and their grandchildren will have the same country. But actually, that's not the right motivation for a spiritual uh, prayer for revival. The motivation is this, Lord, change anything that needs to be changed see, when real revival comes, it doesn't leave things stagnant and status quo. It doesn't leave it the same. It changes what needs to be changed. We must pray with a repentant heart toward revival. And then let me give you one more today. Number four, add this to your list. When you're praying for America, when you're praying for our country, pray that we might see and hear God. Listen to the words of verse 7 and 8. Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. Do you see it? He said, show us. Let us see you at work, Lord. Let us see your mercy. And then speak to us. I will hear. We need our eyes and our ears opened. We need our our spiritual vision and our spiritual hearing in tune with God, looking for His hand, listening for His voice. Let's pray for a divine intersection with a holy God. Let's pray that our leaders, let's pray that our people, let's pray that we ourselves come into a fresh encounter of who God is. Because in the presence of a holy God, lots of unholiness gets dealt with. This is how we must pray for America. If you love the Lord and you love our land, I hope you'll begin praying these definite prayers in faith today. The greatest work a Christian can do for his country is pray. Would you join us today in praying for America? We have a blessed heritage, and yet we are a needy people. You may find additional helpful resources at scottpauly.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon on Enjoying the Journey.